X-rated savage, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm getting all caught up here. Welcome to part three of the X-rated experience Halloween special event. Well, definitely should have been expecting that. It, it, exactly, because like it's Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. I feel like I should be able to get away with this. And our topic of the day is, of course, the 31 dates from hell. But also, the time that you ghosted someone and the time that lust possessed you. Lust or love possessed you in this situation. So, we got some responses to that, which I feel like was pretty dope. I am your host, the Savage God, along with my co-host, the best in the West, Savage Chris. Happy Thotum. Happy Thotum, that's a thing? Yeah. When? Like, I mean, after Hot Girl Summer is Happy Thotum. Okay, I, I don't keep, I can't keep up with these, I, I, I can't keep up with this shit. You know it's cuffing season, right? Yeah, it's cuffing season, so how is So, it hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you're not over here in gray sweatpants. So, like, I don't even get to, like, make an observation to at least hint the listeners as to if you may or may not be packing. So, like, this is the season. Tis the season. Fuck Christmas. Now's the time to say, does your dick hang low? Does it drop down to the floor? Can I put it in my throat? Can I, Can I put it in my throat? My yes. throat. Oh, That's throat. a noise. Oh, okay. I can't say throat while it's in there. Like, yeah, damn. Damn, you can hear. Um, like, wow, you just hate her. Yeah, like, you obviously don't know what it sounds like with the girl <laughs> no. gargling your dick down. No, they don't throat. say throat. They say ah. Not throat. ah. <laughs> they say ah. That's right, right. Throat. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, no, I'm not about to sit up here and dignify this with the action. Listen, let's just it's say, just say sweatpants season. Don't try to skip this. over it. Let's just say the this. Season. The women that listen to my show that has actually been with me knows the deal. Like I said, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm very satisfied with what's going on. Oh, and now I got a question. Okay. Do you not love the fact that Hot Girl Summer comes with? Maxi dresses, summer dresses. No, I love that. Okay, yeah. so we like the fall because it gets a little cold, and y'all supposed to put on the sweatpants for us, so we can oogle and look at that. Like I want to see your thick thighs and that bulge in your gray sweatpants. Gotcha. So this is our season to take a look at y'all, like, and especially if he's got a little bit of extra weight on him, like. Mm-hmm. Yum delicious. Like <laughs> I can cook for you this season. Like you gonna keep you warm in this season. This is what it's for. This See, is booty rub spooky season. Yeah, happy thought of. At the end of the day, I, I like what for what it comes to me is not just the great sweatpants. I don't wear drawers. So of course, oh, like just when I when, when I wasn't okay, working so it's from a true home print. when I was going in. Yeah, exactly. When I was going in. You know, I would always wear the, the slim fit pants and not wear drawers and just chuckle at the way the women would respond to this thing. I wasn't never like hard for no reason or no shit like that. No, just, just let it let. Just, you know, let it let let the sleep in gyrate. So that's <laughs> what the season is. So we can look at you. This is our time to cat call y'all if we ever feel so bold. And trust me. 
we will approach y'all and ask y'all if y'all want to meal. Like, so this is our season to show y'all how great y'all are. If, if, Mm -hmm. hold on. Okay. If you have BDE, that's big dick energy for y'all that don't know. If you are filling out those sweatpants or you look like you can provide us some body heat during the winter and, you know, fall and winter season. Don't come at me with no weight or muscles on you. Look, looking skinny and scrawny like little fucking, what what was his name? The one with the fucking crutch, broken leg? Omar? Wow, what? You said with the crutch, broken leg, he had in the last season Stop of the what, 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 what you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about like the Christmas story. Oh, little Timmy. Okay, that's what I was thinking his oh, name was, but I thought I was fucking things up. So, like, don't come to me looking like him. Like, don't be coming looking like you You just came from an orphanage or out of jail. Like, I don't want to feed you because you look like you need to be fed. I want to feed you because you look like, mm, you know, like, meaty, delicious, goodness. Like, you're mm-hmm. not shivering. Don't shiver on me. I'm not going to keep you warm. That is what this season is for. It's for those are the people I'm including. Yeah, I understand. With me, I never. I always try to avoid this season. I've been with women during the season. I've been dating different women during the season, uh, so it always feels like I'm in something. But uh, you know, luckily for me, by the time the springtime comes, everything gets seen. Because I want to. I want to put this out there now. Is like. For me, cuffing season was always the season to see who was the one. And if they wasn't the one, by the time spring came around, then oh well, it, it, it is what it is after that. So I didn't look at cuffing season as a come up. I didn't look at season, come, uh, cuffing season as me just chilling with someone. I looked at cuffing season for what it was. Like, okay, like literally cuffing season is literally like the equivalent of the episodes of The Bachelor flavor of love <laughs> and yeah, I'm no. what I want like I, I, I'm like trying to see not only if you make the cut for me to chill with you through the winter time but if you make the cut for me to actually be with you after the winter time I was I never was as short-minded as just to look at somebody just for the season I've always had a bigger plan involved so so I, I just you know I had this time where I was just a good girl and followed all the things. And then when I became Savage Chris, that was just not the deal. And I just was not looking for anything at all past, I mean, when I was done with you, honestly. And I, but I would tell guys, like, you know, I am a Venus flytrap. I am a black widow. I am praying mantis. When I am done with you, you will be devoured and spit out. And I told the men that in the beginning. And, like, it's just, it is what it is. And they all accepted the terms and conditions. And some really didn't expect the fine print to be what the fine print was. (laughs) And it was. So, I mean, cuffing season, you know, it just came with certain expectations because I knew I was only keeping them for a reason and a certain season. And I knew when that season was ending. And that was um, after they gave me the gifts on February 14th. <laughs> wow. See, this is why I make sure by January, I make sure that anybody I'm dating, I'm not dating no more. Because February is right around the corner. 
And I used to hate. I was, I'm, yeah, just, I'm gonna say this. To yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say this before I get into one of the dates from hell here. So what I would do, like on like uh, if I was still dating the person I was cuffing with during that season, what I would do is I would always take whatever clothes that another woman left the night before, like over my house mm. during that course. Sweaters, cardigan sweaters, some. One chick left some fucking red bottoms. I was like, oh, bitch, you really thought she was coming back. <laughs> like, you don't just leave red bottoms. So, yeah, like, I used to just take that and just, that was the main chick's gift for Christmas. Like, I used to get scarves. And, and, and the best thing about it was the chicks that left something over my house, they were never off-brand shit. They were always like, uh, uh, what do you call that? Not Chanel, um, cashmere, cashmere gloves, cashmere scarf, uh, earrings from fucking Tiffany's one time, one chick left over. It wasn't my, like, let me just put this into context just in case my daughter's mom tried, listens to this. It wasn't anything from Tiffany's that we purchased to, well, while we were together. It was this new chick. And she left some Tiffany earrings, and fuck yeah, you goddamn right. It's Tiffany earrings. Nothing in Tiffany screams fake or cheap, ever. I literally went inside Tiffany's and uh, asked how much a dog tag. They had a dog tag in Tiffany's. Guess how much that fucking cost? Mm-hmm. $534. I purchased it. I was actually going to guess $500, so. Yeah, $534. That's I purchased it. Yeah, I purchased it. It was sterling silver on top of that. I, I'm saying that's not bad. Yeah, I agree. especially from Tiffany. So I purchased it. I purchased that in a ring. It's a long story. My uh, daughter's mom's sister's boyfriend broke it. Like he was in a spot and he took it. I'm, if I ever find him, I swear to God, I'm gonna bust his ass. Oh my God! It's not even a fact that it was Tiffany's. It's not even a fact that he's. Well, it is the. It's the principle that he stole it. It was mine. I've never seen him since then. If I ever see him again, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take back the promise I made <laughs> to my kids. And I might, I might beat him so bad and I might, I might have to go back to jail because you're not about to sit well, up here. Hey, you're not about to sit up here. There's certain things that... <laughs> I know, but Tiffany's is different. God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, I, I digress. We're here to talk about the 31 days from hell. Let's get into the, uh, we ain't even got into the first story. Let's get into the first story here. All right. So here we go. All right. There was, so we had a, a listener uh, write in. Uh, it was my first day and my first job as a server at a sushi restaurant. I was 17 at the time with minimal people skills, which I feel like we all had minimal people skills at 17 because we don't know how to roll. We still learn ourselves. That's what happens. Anyway, I had just checked in an older woman who was possibly in her early 60s, late 50s, with a young man who couldn't have been older than 25. Midway through the through their meal, I went to check up on them asking, oh, are you taking your mom out today? They both turned with a straight with straight faces and the young man answered she's my girlfriend oh yeah i whispered an apology and just peeled myself away this is why you shouldn't judge a book by its cover like don't like 
ain't gonna lie. Even if if I saw that, that's what I would think too. Like, oh, that's sweet. You take me your mom. If I find out that's your girlfriend, oh my god, that's the equivalent of what we were talking about. That's cuffing season. Somebody got this old ass lady for benefits or social security. Like, that's horrible. Like, oh my, Sam Stress, if you saw that, what would you say? I've seen this. I see this all the time. Like, just going out. But, you know, it is what it is. And I wish I knew I could have got away with as much shit as I could have got away with when I was in my 20s. Like, I was really good. So when I think about this, like, I could have been dating old ass fucking men and gotten that shit paid for mm-hmm. and not been fucking them. Mm-hmm. Like I thought everybody who was with old men are fucking them. So let like me, I want to let y'all I want to clear up the stereotypes. Hold on. I'm glad you said that. Let me ref- she needs to rephrase that because she doesn't like she said she doesn't know. Let me rephrase that. When you don't have to fuck them you're dealing with someone white. For some reason even Black men and Hispanic men, when they hit their older age, they're still as horny as they was when they was in their 20s. So, yes, you're absolutely right to an extent. You can get away with not doing anything to the correct sugar daddy or the white man. But when it comes to black and Hispanic men, I'm sorry, nah, it's it's not going to work. So, I would say the demographic I grew up in is white and Mexicans. Yeah, I understand. It, it happens, but no, I, I've never. I dated a chick that was older than me, and it made me stop talking to her because, like, I was still in my mid twenties, and she was in her, I wouldn't say early thirties, mid thirties, and she couldn't keep going. And like, me in my mid twenties dealing with somebody in their thirties—that's a grown ass woman. Don't get it twisted. That's a grown ass woman. So. After, like at fellas, women learn real quick in their thirties. After they get dead, they don't really have to worry about you getting yours if y'all just fucking. So that's what happened. What? What do you mean? Like after a certain age, women turn. Actually, honestly, they turn into men in their twenties, but they act like us. If if you were to reach a climax before the man, you only would keep going to an extent, but. Oh, I get what you're saying. Hell fucking yes. I'm not fucking do this. I've been doing all this fucking work this whole time for you to fucking achieve yours and me not to get mine. Fuck you. I got mine. I hope you enjoy the time where you got yours before me. Go fucking masturbate or go to bed without welcome to the fucking world I've been living in up to this point. I hope you will listen to this future <laughs> husband and realize you better get your shit together and do some shit before to make me re- you so you can be like, baby, remember all these times? I need I need to remember when. Okay, you don't have to remember when. It's a fuck you. So and, that's what it is. And then but, you, there you no. go. Like like she said, there you go. Um Yep. Yeah, that I feel you on that one. Um, so, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the next story of one of our 31 dates from hell. Let's see what we got here. All right. So, we have the proposal disaster. <laughs> 
Alright, so let's see. So this guy waited for his fiance to show up only to get on his knees and propose the moment she sat down. I immediately knew from the look of her face that things were going to go downhill real quick. I was working at Olive Garden and at the time, so they ordered some pasta. Everyone could hear them arguing, but mostly you could hear the woman repeatedly say, you know how I fucking feel about him. <laughs> the fight continued until I heard a loud, oh, she threw an entire plate of pasta at his face. She stormed mm -hmm. outside. He followed and eventually the cops came and arrested the woman. I assumed she was arrested for aggravated assault or something. The cops on the pasta I mean, if you're doing all that at a public setting like I Olive mean, Garden, but I just want to know, was it a staff or a nosy ass patron? I probably feel like it was a nosy ass patron. Right. That's who, that's why I said what I said the way I said it. Because yeah. like I feel like it was some nosy ass person. Like the staff was ready to have something juicy to talk about when they exactly. Got like she already right. threw it, so they gotta clean up the mess regardless. Exactly. And fellas, let me go ahead and just implant some savage wisdom on you here. If a woman is with a guy, if you know for a fact you're in a situation with a woman that has a man, please don't propose. Do not propose. You want that woman to actually tell you, "Hey, it's over," and then wait. Because even though they say it's quite a while. Yeah, quite wait. A while. Exactly. Wait. And then make your final move. But if she's still with the guy and she's probably telling you, like, hey, this is just for fun. I am in love with him. Because at the end of the day, sometimes it could just be a physical thing, fellas. They can really love the guy that they're with. Or they might have, her and the guy might have understandings of it. If you do fall for somebody, don't bring that shit home type shit, you know? Here's the thing. Surprise proposals aren't okay. Uh, I'm going to say it's a 50 50 chance. So, when you propose exactly, obviously, I don't need to know those details. We should have had a conversation about marriage. If we have not talked about me being ready for marriage, please don't propose to me. Like, you doing a surprise like that, you're willing to get your feelings hurt. Like, that's on you. You want to play Russian roulette in public. But just know, if we ain't talked about it, my answer is probably no. Well, there you go. And, like, there's nothing more you can do about that. If they say no, then... But she was wrong to throw the pasta. I would have ate that shit. <laughs> Dude, like, any, like, with that... I'm not my bad. First of all, if you're cheating with me and you have a whole dude at home, there's no me proposing to you at all. Mm -hmm. Like, because obviously I would probably have to deal with this shit somewhere in the future. So, dude, you, you did that on, like, he did that on his own. Like, whoever called the cops, I don't think you should have done that, especially if the woman was being the aggressor, because as a man, I've I haven't been in a position, but I've heard of men being in a position where they go to the cops with problems with women, restraining order, whatever the case may be, and the cops laugh at them. So, so. I just have a question. What? Go ahead. It's a horrible question. Go ahead. I just want to know. It's a mixture of like, has anyone ever been at this level of being a Karen where they see something like that happen and then like, 
complain about their dinner being interrupted and wanting their food for free? Do people do that? Yeah, unfortunately, there are people that would do that. A Karen would go ahead and be like, oh my God, I can't do this. Because I feel like it's the same person who called the cops. Most likely, yeah, because they're not used to what's going on. Again, if a woman's being aggressive, sometimes you might not need to call the cops, but I'm not going to say don't call the cops because at the end of the day, women, women can, can be abusers. Exactly. Yeah. Women can be abusers too. So it's totally up to you. Read the room, as, 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 as they say. See where the pasta flew from. There we go. Straight like that. Read the fucking room. <laughs> pasta sounds good right now. Pasta. All right, here we go. We got another story here. You ready? Are you ready, Savage Chris? I'm ready. All right. So we had a middle-aged lady come in with a gentleman. They asked for three men- three menus. I went over to the table. Why? Hold on. First of all, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so like. Is this the? Sa- I don't know. If, like, because it, it says anonymous here, so I don't know if this is the same person. But I want to tell this story because it's so fucking funny. But who? Hey man, I don't think I need to wait tables because I see all the good shit. <laughs> like what the fuck? All right. So we had a middle-aged lady come in with a gentleman. They asked for three menus over to the table to introduce myself and ask if they were waiting for one more. The woman said no. Her husband is here. And then the two at the table ordered drinks and a water. When I came back to drop off the drinks, her date was in the bathroom. The lady explained to me that her husband had died a few years ago. And this guy, quote unquote, a friend, kept asking to go out. So she said yes, but insisted that her dead husband come with them. Oh, oh, oh. It's Halloween season. (laughs) This is why they had three menus. She instructed me to bring her husband up as often as possible, pretend that I knew him, and make sure I asked if he's having anything for dinner when I took their dinner date of their dinner order. She would refer to him just as if he was sitting right there. I then heard her tell this guy all night that he tries too hard and he's kind of mean. I do not miss working in the restaurant industry. (laughs) Well, first of all, that lady is quite a few screws loose for going out on a date. Mm -hmm. And the person she was with, you are a sweet angel for putting up with that. Uh, you are patient and yes. you are not doing too much because the minute I would have heard somebody say a third menu you would have been done and they, yeah because like I'm no I don't like I'm, I'm in my 30s now but once I hit my 40s or 50s in fact once I'm in my senior citizen age if I hear for a fact like okay you haven't got over the death of your husband then I'm going to go left and go somewhere else because I don't got time for that. I don't have time for that. If my wife's dead, I'm not bringing her up because she, you will never compare her. <laughs> so that's why I don't bring her up. I don't bring her up because I don't want to. I bring her up because you will never compare and you will remind me that she's gone. That's why I don't bring her up. But for you to keep bringing up your husband, like, okay, like, it better be that he died. Even I will give you to the grace period of three years. 
and that's me stretching it because most people wouldn't even get that. I think you're being great because See? like I don't even like dating divorced men. Uh, it's I can't believe you had the audacity to marry somebody before me, um, and that is just you know I'm gonna have it's going to be an, an unfortunate reality of was this how it was in their marriage and is it you know like it's you know you don't want to do comparisons but it's reality because you know who's going to be doing that like you know right. so I a whole ass marriage and you're bringing him with us after he's gone yeah no not gonna fly with me there so sorry 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 (laughs) it's just not gonna happen but yeah that yeah like i said before you get into the dating pool if you're not over your deceased other don't get into the dating pool. right because that person will never compare to what you lost. That person, because he's not supposed to. Because you're so much deep in grief, like is. So not this going. may be a story of someone who was just out on a friends with benefits type thing. It could have just been they were meeting before the fucking, and she was doing this before. You know, we the waiter doesn't know that this was an actual romantic relationship date. So you know, she could have just been fucking with the person. No, she could have been out of a situation, but she was just friends with benefits with someone who could deal with that. It could have been she met this person during the grief and loss. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. There could have been some special circumstances. I don't know. I'm trying to give, you know, silver lining here. Yeah, and, and that's awesome. It shows the type of caring person you are, but man, fuck that. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Like Slim, if I if but like, cause at the end of the day, this isn't her first time bringing her ex, her deceased husband up. No. No. So you knew no, before you came this far that time. you knew what was up. So like, no, for, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Mm. So it's only freaking out the waiter, not the date. Yeah. Yeah. It's the waiter that's being freaked out, not the date. Now, had the date while she was in the bathroom said, "Hey, this lady." is bringing up her husband during the stuff. Can you not refer to him? Like, you know, that would be something totally different. That's true. That's where I'm saying my silver lining goes to. It's still a weird, very weird situation, but silver lining. Yeah, yeah, I see that, but no, no. Fuck off. You're still in love with your dude. Even if I get into it with you and your dude's still alive and you're still in love with them, but you're still using physical i can accept that i know i I know how to play to my role but if they're dead and i'm really feeling you and you're still bringing them up after they're dead after the three-year grace period i gave you then fuck off like bitch go to the cemetery how long now what if they were together for 20 years oh then you should take more time to get over that person we were together for 20 years i've been with somebody for eight years i didn't bring this person up uh, are they dead? They should be, but no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, just gonna I'm, keep going. No, I'm just fucking with her. She's doing very well. She has her own podcast about real estate. It's fucking weird um, because she stole like my idea for a podcast. I still know that for a fact. I don't give a fuck what she say. She can say, oh, I was in real No, I sent you fucking links and all that to my podcast. You saw how good it was doing that. You try to jump on the bandwagon. Fuck you, bitch! Oh, wow. 
No, but I'm not bitter. I wouldn't have like. <laughs> oh, that didn't sweet. sound sweet. No, it's not sweet because I have nothing sweet to say. But fuck you. That's about it. Like, nah, like that's cute. I'm gonna say that's cute. Yeah, all right. All right. I'm gonna say that's cute. And on that note, we're gonna take a quick break on this X-rated experience podcast. And when we come back. We will talk about more first dates from hell. We will go ahead and get into some ghosting there. Some ghosting. Savage Chris needs oh, to know I about got the some ghost. stories from my life. <laughs> <laughs> and we will also come back with a little bit of stories from mine as well. I, I noticed I've been just rattling off stories, but I haven't been giving my own, and that's not fair. You know the guy, you know the rules of a 31 dates from hell thing. I give them, I give some, I give some stories, and I tell some stories. So we're gonna go ahead and continue that. Hey. Listen to me. I'm, I want all my list because I don't want y'all to get spoiled here. Hey, Under- it's trick-or-treating season. It is. It's my favorite Treat holiday. Them. But, hey, Let them get spoiled. I am, but I want... No, 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 no. I've learned this in business. You can't let the customer <laughs> pretty much think they can run all over you. So let me let you guys know something. I don't want you to get used to these over-an-hour formats. Mm here because we're doing this because this is our special Halloween event. You died in the middle of that. I know. I, I got my, my spit. Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we will be going back to the more condensed 40 minutes, 30 minutes shows after Halloween because I know how much I love this season, don't y'all? Yes, y'all do. Yes, y'all do. So that's how we're going to do it. But we'll be right back with more 31 Days from Hell and have named the time you've been ghosted and the time lust or love possessed you, all that and more. I think we need to get into more of that story. I have one of those too. And that's the one I want you to tell oh, when we God. come back on the X-Rated Experience podcast. Mm. My X-Rated Savage, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome news brought to you here by your savage God himself. You can now answer our questions in the descriptions on Spotify and Anchor FM. It's totally easy, totally dope. So you can answer our three questions we have for our Halloween specials. What is your worst date you ever had? When is the time you ghosted someone? And when is the time you let lust possess you? Go ahead, answer those questions, answer those polls. Like I said, easy peasy. Love y'all. Let's enjoy the rest of the episode. And we are back, my X-rated savage, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you guys are answering those questions in our description there. Uh, you can do it on Spotify or Anchor. You can go ahead and answer and tell us your crazy 31 days from hell, the time you goes to someone, or, hey, the time you were possessed by lust slash love, uh, and uh, describe that story. All right? All right. Savage Chris, we are back. Hello. All right, so let's get into it with uh, one story. Boom. Uh, it's a young lady who uh, reveals that one time she was possessed by lust. Mm. 
All right. All right. thing, girl. Right? It, it really is. She the one who said, I said I was a yoga instructor, and then he asked me to lead a Vinayaza sequence at <laughs> camp. <laughs> And I'm a campsite sure for everyone. <laughs> what do you call it? Hello. Hello. What do you how do you pronounce it? I would say vinyasa. Vinyasa, whatever. I could be wrong though. <laughs> yeah. I could be wrong as well. We don't know. Uh, at a campsite for everyone. To this day he still thinks I'm certified. Bought me a yoga mat and a shock a shaka. Uh but my question why wouldn't an instructor not have her own? Hmm. Savage Chris, you ever faked something for someone just so you can get in good with them? I faked that I liked hiking. <laughs> I ended up fucking hiking up a whole fucking mountain, not part of the mountain. We hiked the whole fucking mountain from, we didn't even park at the base of the mountain. We parked at the grocery store across the street from the mountain, mm-hmm. parked our cars over there, walked across the street to the mountain, up the entire mountain, and sat for, okay, it's a hill. So for y'all, it's Tumamak Hill in Tucson, so look that up back when I used to okay. live out there. All right. <laughs> so it's not as simple willy-nilly. Like, you get snakes, scorpions, wildlife, and shit on there, and it gets hot as fuck in the summer. And I was unhealthy as fuck, and I pretend like I was healthy. And so he had me walk this fucking expert-ass hill. And we weren't even a quarter of a mile into it, and I was sweating. And I don't sweat. Like, I was sweating. I was huffing and puffing like I was about to blow down the three little pigs' house. I started cursing him out during this walk. I was yelling. And this is a date. Like, and during the date, like, I didn't give a fuck about who he was. I was letting him know that he was a son of a bitch, motherfucking-ass bitch. Like, I was, I didn't care. Like, I was letting him (laughs) <laughs> I drop curse words all the time like I don't care who you are your gender like you know there's certain words that go in towards you whether or not you believe in them but like I was I was livid that I was doing this healthy hike and it was all because I was pretending like I could hike and this mountain humbled the fuck out of me because I was mad and then here's the worst part we get to the top of it and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's look at the scenery. Let me take a breath. Mm-hmm. Let me, like, sit down and relax. And he's like, all right, let's go to the bottom. You know, let's go home. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, wow. Like, we didn't even stay up there for more. Like, I had to make him stay for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, of course. But it was just a workout to him. Like, but I was dying. I was dying. Yeah. I'm going to let you uh, in on the little secret, fellas. Uh, even the women that doesn't say that like says that they love the hike but can't love the hike they really did for actually the date and the women that actually would say they hey they like i said they love the hike those are the women that are looking for an experience to have sex in the hiking spot that you find <laughs> i was not doing it for that i was not i don't do public sex what i don't do public sex like that like no and and you know what let me clarify I don't, I do not think having sex in your car is public sex. You can very quickly cover up what you're doing. So I I would say I don't do risky public sex. That's 
things inside the hallways, passageways, uh, stairways, in the movie theaters, the airplane, uh, things like that. No, I'm in my own personal property, and I can get my clothes up quick. I get the I get the airplane thing because I'm too tall to have. I always say I will never be able to join the Mile High Club because I'm too tall to fit. Like literally, I I always. Always, it's not an almost always. No, it's a always that I have to literally bend down to get in these bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Like I hate that I have to do this and piss and I like the the thought of trying to have sex and or masturbate. Aren't you bent over during sex? What are you doing? What do you mean? How, why am I bent over doing? What? I, like I bending over the scene kind of like you know. Pat, no, pat, no, no. Sex with me is all about comfortability. Like I have to be like I have to be comfortable to deliver good D. Even if it's so wet. what if you're just sitting on the toilet? What first of all, why are you in there and I'm sitting on the toilet? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, just I don't trying want to give no you in there while I'm taking a shit. Like No, I'm talking about on the airplane toilet. Like you just yeah, sit on that and that, First of all, I I rarely shit in public restrooms. I don't even use the airplane toilet. So like I don't even know the situation a, in there or how yeah, big it is. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm I gonna do I it. I don't do it. I will hold that shit like, no. you know, literal shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I have I'm to shit, it, I will no. hold it. I will use the actual I bathrooms there. at the airport, but it's the airport bathroom. No, I don't know because I'm like like it or not, Soul Plane fucked my head up when they saw that you can get your ass sucked. I know it might be fiction oh, okay. or, or you're or, one of those. Yeah, so I'm I don't take a shit in airplane. And then I want like cause me, I'm a stoner. I'm like I'm a hippie rock star. So on top of that, I'm gonna be one. I still to this day wonder like. Where does our shit go when we fly? Yeah. So are you conspiracy? Like, do you think there's a conspiracy? Like, they're doing something with your shit? No, I think okay. that, like, you they're think just, just letting our shit. out in the air? I'm honestly thinking they let our shit drop from the air and it can land on anybody. I don't, because all the flights you take. across the universe? All the flights you take aren't over, just straight over water. So if you take a shit, like, I feel like when you flush, they drop, they just like, all right, and they drop the and shit. And it's just dropping away. the atmosphere, and it's just wetness that you know that random drop of wetness when you're walking. You think that's a piece <clears> of shit? No, I don't think that's a random. No, I feel like so. Shit where does falls it go? I don't know where it goes, but if where does it go? Like someone's getting hit by shit. I feel like yeah, exactly. I feel like someone. Oh my god! I feel like someone gets hit by shit. Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! I feel like anyway. that's what happens when you flush the toilet. The shit just the shit valve open up. And next thing you know, it's just dropping. Oh my so, gosh. Like, that's yeah. not even how it works in a port. Anyways, nobody cares about this. Nobody tuned in to listen to union shit theories. So here's my thing. My Ohio club, like, you uh-huh. can be bent over inside the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but, like, I don't feel like there's enough room in there anyways for one person, so it's I'm not, not about to do it. Like, the last time I went in a bathroom on a plane was a couple years ago, and that's because I thought I was going to be sick. And that was a decision that I regret because I, I ran to the bathroom while they're in takeoff and they were screaming at me. And that was years ago. I don't touch that bathroom. And so having sex in there is never an option. But like, I don't even do like, like I said, I told y'all the story about me in the alley, but I was in a car. Yeah. So it was public sex. The hobo got to watch, but I was yeah. inside a car. Like, so my things are always in a car. I've never been like, on a playground or on a picnic table or out like out of the confinement of a I've been safety. on the playground, I haven't been on the picnic table, I haven't been on a playground. But it 
was at night and it was like way. I sure the hell would hope so. Yeah, it was at night. It was way. It was like one two a.m. Like if your kids was out, then you were fucked up. <laughs> so what the fuck is your kids doing out in the park at one or two a.m.? You should be ashamed of yourself. I would be more mad at that than I me fucking I heard a story park. about parents whose kids were out, you know, and seeing them at the bar around like midnight, you know, and just popping up and scaring their parents. <laughs> their kids have leeway to do the thing they do because an adult is assisting them. Okay? What? I don't know. Uh, uh, Adults are assisting kids getting to the bars. That's weird. Is that no, no? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. No, sometimes things happen when you're at a bar, and for some weird reason, your kids are walking past and they see you in the bar, and they look and they like, "Hey, that's my daddy." I, you know, look, listen, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, I actually thought my kids broke out of my sister's house to find me at a bar. Shut up! Because <laughs> I'm not like I don't know about everybody else's kids. But I know my kids are a little smarter than some when it comes to the mischief. Like when it comes to Loki's, all my kids are Loki's. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I know my kids have the gift of gab to go ahead and jump it like do certain things so I honestly thought my daughters broke out and found me at the bar I was at literally across the street <laughs> and they're like hey that's my daddy but no my kids had assistance <laughs> so I'm still a good dad like all I heard all I heard was hey man that's your daughter that's oh my fucking god and that was my and that was my 11 year old looking in the window like hey daddy like, you know, they thought it was just the funniest. Like, first of all, I'm like, how did you I, I found out that they had uh, help from elders. So I was like, okay, all right, you got me. And yeah, that was actually a funny night because I honestly thought my girls broke out of my sister's home and found me at a bar and <laughs> wanted to come in. Because at the end of the day, like, when, like, when my daughters were younger, like, I had them in bars. I don't really like fuck anybody who judges me, but like they asked me, hey daddy, what do you where are you going night? So I'm like, all right, well come with me. So I showed them and they had a great time. They had wings, they had fries, they had a bunch of bar food and they got to chill with me until they got tired. And then when they got tired, I took them home to go to sleep. And we all actually went to well they went to sleep while I stayed downstairs and watched whatever. I was watching at the time. I think it was like Hardcore Pawn. If oh, people remember that show. Make sure you pronounce that. Enunciate. Pawn, not All porn. Right. All right. Hardcore porn or hardcore pawn? Hardcore pawn. I don't want, I would never watch porn. Like, well, you okay. said you if were downstairs. Kids, if, my so kids live, if my kids live with me, okay, when they go to sleep, of course I'm in my bedroom watching porn sometimes. But I don't do it as often so my girls if they, they were sleeping upstairs nine times out of ten i was just watching a regular old tv show on tv or i had some girl coming over and chilling with me in the living room and having all types of nasty sex with my daughters oh. well i mean and no judgment on the like taking your kids out because like i was taking a taking care of my kid sister nicole and i would take her out with me and I would just show her the bars and it before they would open up for bars. So 10 o'clock out here is when they open. 
So we would go out at like 8, 8.30 and then order the food. So we would still be eating, you know, when everybody's coming in at 10. Mm -hmm. So she could hear the music start to get revved up, see them start to get things ready. They Mm -hmm. weren't kicking us out. So, you know, she was just interested in seeing, you know, she's a teenager. So she was interested in seeing, you know, the clubbing scene. And so I would walk her around so she could see people coming in and, you know, getting ready to party. And she thought it was the greatest thing. It was fun to show her, but, you know, it's just, I don't know, people get real serious about certain things. And it's just, it happens. Like, if you drive down a certain street, you see certain things. Like, uh, uh, Let me ask you something, because this happened to me, like you said, you took your teen uh, sibling out, X, Y, Z. So, I'm 21. I'm going to different clubs and having fun, you know, being, a 20, being in my early 20s, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So... Come to find me, one of the first clubs I went to that you had to be 21 and up to go into was Club H2O. It's now closed down. It was on the wharf of D.C., but, you know, it's now closed down. But those who are my Washingtonians out there that listen to this, to the show, they know what I'm talking about, H2O. You feel me? So me and my brothers and my homies, we all went to H2O. We had one of the great times upstairs, but coming to find out downstairs, they was throwing this grown and sexy party for, like I said, we was in our early 20s, so it was from 30s through 40s, I guess. But my mom just happened to be at this party downstairs. Oh, oh well. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my, like, this is my first 21 and up event. I'm having a great time. I'm 150% sure that I'm about to get laid by some chicks I just met at the bar, but my mom is downstairs and just, just being a mom, just being a mom. And honestly, I will say this for my, like out of defense for my mother, she did not do the mother thing like, oh, who is this girl? No, she didn't do that because my mother was there to party on her own. Come to find out, like it was, it, I don't know, it, I spent more time worried about who my mother was talking to than who I was talking to because again, why is my mother at the same club I met? Somebody got knocked out that night too. It was fucking right in front of me and my mom we was talking and arguing about something. Somebody got knocked. I don't know if security knocked him out or somebody, a random dude knocked him out but that dude got knocked out. Hey, all I heard was his head hit the floor like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, he got, that's how I knew he was knocked out. But it was just horrible. Well, I have to say you have some fun childhood stories, uh, youth stories. The most I know of my mother getting wild and crazy is pretending she has a work call to talk to someone she's interested in or having us get into the car early to buckle our seatbelts. And I remember looking out the back window and she was kissing this guy, um, and so I knew that was her friend. Uh, her <laughs> friend. Yeah, no. So, like, that is literally the only, like, I can make some assumptions, but, like, you know, because we were at his house, hanging out at the house, and we would play, and we'd be you know, out on the balcony and everything. I'm not saying that she was doing anything. I'm just saying I would be doing something. So... I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't ask her about it. I'm not going to ask her now about it. If my siblings are listening, y'all can ask her about it. But I I don't need that confirmation. 
No, no. no one needs that confirmation. Like, that's why I always hated my sister for, like, because she read, like, first of all, I'm not about to read my, my mother's married, so I'm not going to read her text from her husband ever. I don't give a fuck if he just said, hey, baby, on my way home. I'm not reading the text. I don't care. Because my sister went in my mom's phone and she was like, yeah, boo, I can't wait for you to get home so you can suck this dick. And she made me, she's like, oh, Pierre, look at this. And I'm like, oh my, are you fucking, like, why would you show me this? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't want to know that my mother's out here sucking her husband's dick. Like, what the, like, my sister made me so mad when she did that. Like, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, my mom's married. If she want to suck her husband's dick, let her suck her husband's dick. I don't want to fucking know about my mom sucking her husband's dick. Like, I was, She's like, oh, okay, I had to suffer. You had to suffer. My sister's a fucked up individual. Please, dear God, somebody, take (laughs) that excerpt from this clip and send it to his mother. If you know his mother, send her an excerpt, (laughs) that specific one, and just let us know what her response is. I am dying to know because... If, if I had access to do that, I would do it. But just, I'm just saying, somebody, please. Hey, look. Hey, women, if you're married, you better suck the shit out of your husband's dick. Because at the end of the day, if you do that bam-ass shit where you just suck his dick on his birthday or on special occasions, you're going to lose your husband. I feel like that sounds great because nah. men don't eat pussy as much as they should. I will concur and also disagree on that one. What is that? Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think that because me, but that's. But I'm different, and when I say I'm different, I'm a different type of pussy eater, ass eater, whatever. I'm. I I have to be motivated to devour the pussy. I have to be motivated to devour the ass. Now, I'm not saying that it's up to the women to motivate me to eat the pussy or the ass. No, it's, 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 unfortunately, it's up to me. If I have an appetite, which when I notice that I do have an appetite to eat pussy and ass, I go crazy in it uh, because I have a beard. I need that shit to drip down my beard, but if I'm, if I, I have to motivate myself, but I only can motivate myself if, again, every lighter, every match, everything that needs a flame needs a, something to ignite it. The woman does ignite me to want to eat it, yes, but I need to want to eat it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for you. Yeah, and I'm sorry, ladies. I'm an honest type of dude. So if I go down and I'm about to devour the pussy and or ass, let me just say pussy for this one. And if I smell something that's off, or if I taste something that isn't familiar, A, I'm going to let you know, and B, that could honestly ruin... No, I'm not going to say ruin. Uh, that could honestly stop whatever I was about to do devouring-wise to that pussy. Yeah, definitely. You should, and you, I would hope you would say something. To yeah, her. like, yeah. And I'm yeah. not, not going to be rude. I'm like, oh, man, 
your pussy tastes weird. Oh, hey man, your pussy tastes different. <laughs> no, I'm like, damn, boo, it's a, it tastes a little different than what I'm used to. Like, either you're gonna explain to me, like usually when that happens, and I've been in situations like that, the woman explained to me like, hey. I'm literally, I feel it. I'm about to come on my period. So that's why it tastes a little different. Or, hey, like, I've been working all day. Like, I always say, fellas, if your girl just come home from the club, cabarets, grown in sexy lounge, whatever she just came home from, it's best not to go ahead and try to dive into either pussy. Because men, just like women, they have to pee during the duration of the night, the alcohol they consume. I don't give a damn how good you wipe. It's all about how much water you intake. You will always have a taste or a smell of piss. It shouldn't be piss. Like, piss is the acceptable smell. It's supposed to be the <laughs> approved smell from a pussy because at the end of the day, pussy's piss at the end of the day. So that's the only acceptable smell, but that but it, it it it's a little stringent when they have alcohol in their system, fellas. So don't even be rude about like ugh. like I said, don't tell her her pussy tastes weird. Don't tell her her pussy stinks because if you have a woman or even a fuck buddy that you know her pussy is usually on point, all she needs to do is just do a little quick little wash, a quick little thing. Even if she like like I said, she baby, let's take a shower. Baby, let's do this together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be rude mm-hmm. at fucking all. Like, I love eating. I love eating pussy. And then when I'm motivated to eat pussy and, and or ass, watch out. But <laughs> it's not all on the women. It's on me as well. Because I know me. I can get turned off. Even if we fuck, even if we're in a regular situation, if we fuck and I feel like your pussy smells a certain type of way, it might throw me off from eating your pussy, but it won't turn me off from eating your pussy because obviously I'm fucking with you because you're a clean fucking woman. <laughs> I'm not just fucking with any old fucking thing. But. Hey, you just, like I said, had an off night, just came from the club, or you just been out all day, didn't have time to do the whore bath, as they say, and things happen. So, but I don't condemn. Yeah, I don't condemn. Ever. Because if you condemn, like, fellas, don't understand something. We can be like, oh, her pussy don't smell good, but she can be like, oh, his dick ain't that big. So don't, (laughs) don't, don't think you put no, don't, don't ever think you can put a chick out there for their hygiene because nine times out of ten, they've accepted something worse than you. Right, because like hygiene, I can put you in the shower, but a small dick is a small dick. Yeah, you can't really, you can't. Like, honestly, I'm not going to say you can't cure a small dick. Just like women can get their bodies done men can get their dicks done and it's been done yeah so. but we're referring to that one night when i was coming i'm <laughs> not referring to a little months later after you've had surgery and you fixed everything <laughs> that's if i answer your call again because i already saw you little dick bastard yeah there you go <laughs> just like that <laughs> <laughs> 
So I was going to share one of my uh, times I was possessed by lust. Go ahead. Share share it up there. So I had this guy that I was interested in. um, And I remember I drove once a week. So when we used to live in the same city with each other, I would drive 40 minutes to see him. And um, it was a great time. It would be like a couple hours together um, of just nonstop lovemaking and then uh, going to sleep and waking up, making love again and leaving. And I'm saying making love and not fucking because that was just some, like there was no reason to be that sensual. Like it was some good slow shit. And uh, that was like, I was just so possessed by lust on that, that when I moved away, I would drive two hours just to have sex for a couple hours and then take a nap and get up and drive back home. But then uh, there was a time that it was like even worse. I drove 17 hours for (laughs) uh, sex. And like, I didn't want to just stay at his place. He like offered to put me up at his place, but I was just like, no. I found somewhere else to stay, and like I, he bought my Uber to come see him, and then my Uber to go back to where I was staying. But yeah, I drove, I drove hella far to go see a dude. Yeah. I, I see. I can't. I'm never. I'm never gonna knock. You. I have never drove in 17 fucking hours though. What the fuck? The most I ever drove was three hours for a chick. But uh, yeah, man, living. In, you see, a lot of people don't understand. When you have a whip in the DMV area in DC, Maryland, Virginia, that is the best because you can go far. And I've done. I've I've driven two hours, two and a half hours to Fredericksburg to meet up with a chick. I've drove in three hours to Virginia Beach or Ocean City to like I, I I get that. So hey man, sometimes the dick and the pussy is good. Like you just mm-hmm. get caught up in the you or you just get not even the well, yeah, it has to be good if you travel that far. I'm not Hell kidding. yeah. No, it was fantastic. Exactly. So, and, and, and that's and that's how it happens, man. Let me think. Let me think. Do I have a time where I was... Yeah, I do have a time where I was possessed by love, lust, and, and or love. It's uh, when I used to part from... Uh, my ex and of eight years, this was years ago, years ago. And I used to literally rent a car to spy at, like, to park in her, like, apartment <laughs> complex. Oh, wow. To spy to see if she had another guy coming through. Slight so, judgment over here. But... It's okay because I was, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and disappointed to say I was wrong because. That was crazy. Like, first of all, if I found out you actually was stepping out behind my back, uh, kudos for being the bravest fucking bitch in the world. <laughs> like, you really want, like, I'm, I am one excedrin tablet short of a full medicine cabinet. So, don't, I would, if I would, if you had the opportunity to cheat, you always should think four times before you walk through that door when it comes to me. Because, yeah, not all that. But 
it turned me on to the fact that you actually had the balls to actually step out behind my back. I guess. Yeah, but you're toxic. That's not toxic. I'm just. Oh, okay. I, I, well. I was just at that time. I was learning who I was. So sh- that's shut that eat shut up. <laughs> like my brother Crow will say, shut up. That's the best you can come up with. But no, shut up. Okay. Shit happens. And which made it worse. One of the nights I did that to spy on her to see if she had any other dude coming through. Speaking of my brother Crow, he had uh, some, I don't know, something like, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, but brother Crow had, sometimes he had old people problems when he was in the early 20s, but he, so he had chest pains real bad. And so he called me and he was like, hey, bro, I need you. I need to go to the hospital because my chest fucked up. So I got over it. I was like, fuck, I'm in the middle of spying on my ex. But it's my fucking brother. So, of course, I'm going to drop what I'm doing. She wasn't fucking cheating anyway. She literally started playing her PlayStation for the rest of the night. I'm like, that's that's the risk when you uh, date gamers, fellas. Sometimes they really don't be cheating. Their game sometimes is their side dude. You just got to accept it. Mm-hmm. But I dropped what I was doing, went over to... You know, make sure my brother's good. Took him to the hospital. He had two females with him, which I don't, I don't know the deal with that. And I ended up getting head from one of the chicks he brought with him to the hospital in the hospital parking lot that night. Oh well, wow. yeah. I wasn't expecting that ending. Yeah. So and I always, so I always felt bad for bringing the car for spying on her when I fucked around and got head in the hospital parking lot. I'm not going to say which hospital parking lot because people can put stories together after a while. But, yeah, let's just say it was a little crazy. Wow. Okay. Uh, no comment on that one. <laughs> All right. She might not have any comment on this one, but let's go ahead and bring up one of our stories here. Another story from a listener that may give her some, some inspiration for commenting. Mm-hmm. All right. So, this one chick, she pretended, I pretended I ate shrooms before and therefore wasn't afraid of doing it again. I had actually to act totally cool when we ate them together as if I were a pro. Inside, I was well trying to not be, not to shit my pants because I heard your mindset going into, and it was your mindset going into it was important. All right. So in the end, my first slash second time ended up being great. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, Savage Chris, I have to ask you, have you ever lied to a guy that did a certain psychedelic or drug just to go ahead and get in good graces with the guy and ended up having having to try the drug? I don't think so. Wow. I'm pretty sure I haven't, and that's just because I'm enough of a square that I wear my squareness as a badge of honor, Um, so I don't think I have. I have twice. Uh, Once was with cocaine. This chick I met, she was really, really, really into cocaine, and we ended up doing cocaine the whole night and having just crazy, disgusting sex. (laughs) Yeah, and that was the and I lied to her. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool with coke. 
I never snorted a line in my life and at that time. <laughs> and so I was once I did it, we ended up literally doing it all night and hmm. fucking all night and just talking and all that extra like it, it's it the, the who I am now is way far from who I used to be, but I learned so many lessons from who I used to be, so that was pretty dope. A second, this other time, it was no drugs involved. Okay. It was a chick. It was our first date, and she was like, "Hey, do you love me?" I am terrified. I'm. I am terrified <laughs> of fucking heights. I am, but I get on. A ro- I would get on the roller coaster quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's so weird. It's like I'm a glutton for my own fear. Mm-hmm. Like I love shit. Like I'm. I'm the type of guy that pays to be. Like I will pay someone to scare you type shit. Like, oh no. no. Exactly. Like I'm the type of guy who go in those extreme haunted houses. I will do the thirteen levels of hell type shit haunted houses. I do that because I love to pay to get scared. So uh I get on every I get on I, I just I don't know why. And I hate it. Like when I say I have such a fear to the point where I'm sweating through whatever clothing I wore to that theme park because mm-hmm. I'm so scared. Like, this is during the whole, let's go up, <laughs> let's keep up, let's do this. Like, you know, so that was the second time, I, like, and she was like, yeah, I love roller She literally, she loved roller coasters. And we literally got on every roller coaster in that theme park. And when I tell you, I had to hold back from throwing up so many times because I was trying to impress this girl like mm-hmm. oh my it was the time it's she dangerous actually, yeah she actually found me in a trash can like, I don't know uh, she's like are you okay like <laughs> I'm like yeah I'm good you know it's probably something that we ate we didn't eat shit before we got on the rides and then when we ate I felt better but did you ever tell her no I never fuck no I didn't tell her no <laughs> I tell her. Like for what? So she could tell her like we were cohort. Like first of all, it was funny because I wasn't even supposed to be the guy that went on this trip. She was actually in a relationship, but she excommunicated the guy she was supposed to go with okay. and went with me instead. So, because when I was in a car with her, she, he called and you know next till at that time in life it was next till chirps. And sometimes somebody can chirp you and say some shit and you don't get no alert. So the dude's like, Well, you I thought we were supposed to go to the theme park together. He just busts through on her next door church. She's like, Oh yeah, I didn't go. The whole time I'm in the back and we me and her went to the theme park and oh. yeah. Yeah. And that was literally our first date together. Wow. Yeah, and let me tell you that relationship was fucking horrible. Uh, it was great. Because I felt because she had literally not only the aura, but the voice, the the fucking personality of Nunu from ATL, and sometimes she would be funny and be like, "You spe-, like what Nunu said in ATL, you special," and that she used to get to me. So I thought in my eyes she can do no wrong. The whole time she was the second coming of she was the first coming of the Antichrist. <laughs> I was like second coming. I don't know if the Antichrist already made it or not. I guess. But that's the only time I did that. I don't think I should have, like, in my 
30s, I'm, I'm not about to fake me doing it. Like, if you come to me and be like, hey, I do heroin, let's do heroin. I'm like, bitch, I never did heroin a day in my life. I'm not about to start now. Mm. So you can eat a dick. But, like, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not peer pressured and influenced or anything now. So I don't, that's, but that's the only time I let lust of love, you know, <laughs> possess me. Yeah. I was like, what you doing? Mosquito uh, over there? Hey, <laughs> listen, there be mosquitoes out here, so I thought you were trying to kill no, them. No, I wasn't trying to kill them mosquitoes. And you just mad mosquitoes are vampires. <laughs> mosquitoes are vampires, when you think about it. But you're not. Hey, shut All right. Tequila on hand. That's literally the subject that I got in this listener's uh, possessed by love thing type of thing here. Let's go ahead and read it. <clears throat> All right. I went to a formal in college with a guy and his friends who I didn't know very well. Everyone was ordering continuous rounds of tequila. I love tequila as well. Uh, Which my body does not react well to. Oh my goodness. But I wanted them to think I was cool, so I just kept taking any shot anyone would have. Oh no, no. After a few... That's a mistake no matter what you're drinking. It really is. Uh, after a few, I had to run to the bathroom to throw up. But before I got all the way there, I puked into my hands after I washed off a bet as best as I could. I came back out, and he was standing there waiting for me. He asked if I was okay. So I acted shocked and confused and said very convincingly, some girls just throw up in <laughs> Some girls just throw up on on my arm in the bathroom. Some girls just threw up on my arm in the bathroom. So, okay, that's awesome. All right. <laughs> he believed me, so no lesson learned. I would still do my best to stomach tequila if I was trying to impress a guy. Would you, would you do that? So would you try to impress a guy by taking a alcoholic beverage such as vodka, tequila? Yes. It was Hennessy. It was Remy. Uh, Remy, to be exact. Uh, I was actually, so I had started with Hennessy before. I had never had it till 2017. And I thought I could handle it. And then he was just like, oh, hey, try. I, I told him he could, we would try a different drink every date. And uh, so Remy. Um, and he did, he bought a different bottle for each date. And so we had Remy and, uh, I proceeded to be extremely, extremely horny. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely did that, uh, whole buying uh, not buying, but like just ingesting alcohol in order to get the affections of someone or to get them interested in me. So yeah, um, I definitely know not to have Remy now. Um, no more of that. It'll earn me a dot on the um, yeah, you know. Yeah, so I honestly don't. I honestly don't think that 
you should fake any non-vice that you have to impress a guy. Not faking it. It's just sometimes we don't know if we have it. And so, like, I didn't know if I had it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but you got to learn something about yourself. Like, I'm so glad that when it comes to alcohol, like, the only thing I've done to get into, again, cocaine, that it boom, bop, boom, 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 boom. It then turned into one of my rock star style drugs uh, that I utilize every now and then. But at the end of the day, when I think about it, if I didn't, uh, if I didn't do it that night, I would have never learned to do it. I'm actually grateful for it because anything but heroin, crack, and meth, I don't think you should do. Uh, everything else is fair game, but if you want to experiment here and there, so I'm just saying, like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that's a thing for me, but no. But you held your own, right? You didn't throw up in his lap or on yourself? Nope, just straddled him and had sex. Did that, did, did, when you're drunk and you know you hit your limit and you're going through everything in your head, does it affect you sexually? Uh, yeah, but I, I learned that back then and I try to keep that in mind now that certain drinks or substances like to be mindful of how they make me feel sexually um because i need to make sure i'm being respectful of my own boundaries so yeah that's understandable all right my savage ladies and gentlemen and on that note we're gonna end on part three of the x-rated savage special halloween event here we have a lot of more stories to go we have a lot of so we're going to save them for episode four and maybe five. Depends. I just have to go back and count mm-hmm. all the stories we've already told. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, we have had a great time. Send us your answers. Send us your responses. We love them. We actually take them into priority here. All right. Beware. Be fair. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay savage. But this is the month to stay spooky. (laughs) I think I'm like, if vampires are real, if you listen and turn me into one so I can be an awesome, badass vampire. Let's see this. Turn him into one when I'm not around. Yeah, because I will kill her. <laughs> like, don't do that. Because I feel like, yeah, I might be a vampire now. And even though I knew you and I was actually a human, I don't care two shits. So I'm going to drink your blood. Unless you're my kids. Of course, I'm not going to. I love mm. all my, I'm not going to drink none of my okay. kids' blood. But, you know. Hey, man, if you're a friend that I can reach out to, and if I'm hungry and the thirst for blood is real, then, uh, hey, I don't have a fucking soul. I'm a fucking vampire, and you want to take this shit. <laughs> All right. Although, I would say, hey, vampires, if you're listening, please wait till they consent for you to 
drink their blood, okay? All right? Because sin is a thing in 2021. And Earth. It should be just for I'm, Earth. I'm, for Earth, um, yeah. Um, for too long, guys have ruled the world. And now we're paying for our sins. And I agree with it. So, there you go. I question some stories and some accusations. I still agree with, hey, if you're going through anything as a woman, um, say something. S- speak something. Um, even if the statutes of limitations are too, are, are far past, you know, anything happened legally with the situation, let that per- let, you know what I'm saying, let people know about that person. I don't, like, at the end of the day, when it comes to certain shit, like, yeah, it's a disease, but some people, no, I don't give a fuck. It's a cure to the disease. It's called paying for your sins, and that's what you're going to do. It's not right, and you should never make it feel it's not right. Even if you feel like you can't talk to somebody about something that happens with someone in the family or close to the family, still say something. If you don't feel comfortable, then you're straight like that. Anybody that's comfortable don't have to question if they're comfortable because they they love the feeling. They embrace the feeling of being comfortable. If you feel uncomfortable, don't question if you tell somebody or they believe you. If, you, if, they, don't, if they don't believe you, I don't care if it's your mom or your dad. I don't care who it is. If they don't believe you, guess what? Someone in law enforcement will. Someone at school will. Someone in the principal's office will. Like, don't just get deterred if someone, the first person you run into, or if you keep getting continuous, like, oh, just leave it alone, or whatever, I don't believe, don't, don't stop. Somebody will. Something will happen. I'm not here to go ahead and say Bill Cosby, or Kelly, Harvey. I'm not here to say if them guys are innocent. No, I don't think they're innocent at all. But at the same time, you know, take a notice to what's happened to them. Like, at the end of the day, if, like, allegedly everything was true about Bill Cosby drugging women and doing all that, he's free now because guess what? The legal system. So, still say something. Somebody out there will believe you. Somebody out there some like one thing I always regret is giving up on humankind because I feel like they couldn't be kind, but come to find out that at the end of the day, even if you no one believes you, someone believes you. That's one one of the beauties of social media. One of the beauties of social media that you can spread the word quicker. Again, if the statutes of limitations is over, your fight doesn't have to be because you can still make a difference. All right? All right. We're out of here. Anything to say, Savage Chris? No. Boom. All right. We're out of here. (laughs) Until next time.